Welcome, everybody, to the Geek Exchange Podcast. My name is Chris, and once again, I am joined by Amanda, Scoot, and Kroner. It's been a few weeks. Actually, it's been a while since Amanda has jumped on with us. What have you been up to? Nothing much. Traversing this great country of ours, not eating nachos. Especially after, you know, tasty gruel, nachos were off my list. It's a fantastic callback. It is, right? And I can slip in a link right there. There you go. It's going to be the title of my autobiography, Tasty Gruel. Tasty Gruel? Speaking of, (laughs) by Scott Fraser. Kroner's, uh, you know, poetry slam book. Never comes first. I'll write you some. I can't tell you how many times I've laughed about the poetry. Do you have a title for your poetry slam book, Kroner? Uh, A good title. I'm not not ready to... I haven't hit the official release date for the book yet, so the title is being kept under wraps until then. Fair enough. What's the working title? Like, Ruben's first kiss? (laughs) The working title is David and Maddie, Years Spent at the Blue Moon Detective Agency. That is oddly specific. That'd be nice. <laughs> that is a fabulous show. It's just a working title. Is that Moonlighting? Is it? It is Moonlighting. Come on. I don't know Moonlighting. I just assume that it's so Brian, so he's bringing up Moonlighting somehow. You've never watched Moonlighting? No, we've been over this. I, I, I haven't viewed Moonlighting ever. I have uh, all five seasons on DVD, if you'd like to come over and marathon them. Yeah, you know, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> it is a great show. It is a, it Usually is a I would disagree with him, but it is a fabulous show. Does he play music in it? Like, is that where Return of Bruno came from? <laughs> he is obsessed with Sam Cooke and will occasionally play the harmonica, but he, uh, Return of Bruno is not like official soundtrack. The Moonlighting theme song is from Al Jarreau. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's an excellent song. I suggest you all listen to it. You can easily find it on the interwebs. Uh, speaking of songs and the return of Bruno, Secret Agent Man by Bruce Willis. Don't find it. Don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have that. Uh, I have that album. The yeah, actual it's, record. Uh... <laughs> I was about to say, I do too, and I used to be obsessed I, with it. I was obsessed with it too, but not because it was good. I just like to show people. Generally, Secret Agent Man, because that is just the weirdest cover of that song I have ever heard. Hey, fun fact about Moonlighting: Bruce Willis almost didn't get to do Die Hard, which is, of course what made him an action star. Was only allowed to do it because Sybil Shepherd got pregnant, and they had to take a break from filming, and that allowed him to then become a big action star and eventually do a little movie called Armageddon. Space rock movie. Yep, and Armageddon was directed by none other than Michael Bay, who uh, just recently put out the highest-grossing opening weekend movie of the year, Transformers Age of Extinction. (laughs) Talk about a piece of shit. (laughs) The 10-year-old Kroner absolutely loves Optimus Prime riding Grimlock down the streets of Hong Kong. Awesome. The whole other two hours and 45 minutes surrounding that, complete waste of time. Man, that sounds time. so long. Why are movies so long? Hu- oh my, it oh, is super long. long. I checked my watch ten times <laughs> the whole movie. Like, after the first hour, was like, nonstop. And a couple of notes I want to say. It's, out of all the Transformer movies, it's tied with the worst with number two, because the second one is terrible. second one is uh, god-awful. There's no there's no cohesive plot whatsoever, and it doesn't make any sense. Almost as much as two. Two actually had the worst plot, I will say that much. Here's my thing with it. For the first three, people complained about the beef and the human characters and how Megan Fox can't act and blah, blah, blah. 
So they take that aspect, and if you guys remember us covering this a long time ago, originally they said Jason Statham was going to be in it, but it was going to focus on the robots instead of the humans. Apparently they scrapped that script, switched to Marky Mark, and uh, the human characters are terrible in here. He's not believable as that girl's father. He's not believable as an inventor. Inventor. Marky Mark Mark as an inventor. He's not believable as a Texan. Yeah, as a Texan. (laughs) And the daughter's boyfriend is one of the most irritating characters of all time. At no point do I root for him. I never want him to survive. He's a cocky prick. He talks shit to Marky Mark. He probably never even listened to the Funky Bunch. No one talks shit to Marky Mark. Oh, he never listened to the Funky Bunch. (laughs) Damn you, Jack Rayner. How dare you not listen no to the good, Funky Bunch? There were no good vibrations that's, there. How many times they turned to you, Broner, in the, in the theater and said, like, I want him to punch that kid? How many times? Oh, my God. Like, every line that that kid says, Mark Wahlberg should punch him in the face. <laughs> like, if I ever have a daughter and her boyfriend talks to me that way, <laughs> I'm going to be in prison. <laughs> because I'm going to punch that kid in the face. He's worthless. <laughs> like, the only thing he does in this movie is, like, drift. <laughs> That's pretty much it. he just shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> like, they're running through a cornfield, and he pulls up in his car. And he was never introduced prior, and you're just like, who the f*** is this guy? <laughs> that oh, doesn't man. sound like Michael Bay at all. <laughs> well, yeah. well, well, here's the thing. It doesn't you know. sound like good Michael Bay, a.k.a. 1990s Michael Bay. Uh-huh. What it sounds like is 2014 Michael Bay. After Transformers 4, Tansucci and I decided we needed to cleanse the palate a little bit, so we went back to Michael Bay's beginning. How did, like, this action movie director get so enamored with CGI, just completely ignore the human element of stories, and you, we, like you said, we went back to Bad Boys, which... In my opinion, it's a fantastic movie. Great buddy cop movie. And I just remember watching it. Like Even like the, the different shots, he doesn't get enamored with. The, obviously, he's a very visual director. But he plays into the characters as well. And as they have the kind of the back and forth or how they operate or even how they talk to, like, you know, the captain or talk to the other people, the other detectives in the unit. It's like a very, like, organic, you know actual human conversation thing as opposed to like okay we just need to get them from one place to the other like it actually makes sense bad boys was awesome i can honestly say too the first bad boys is the only movie i've ever seen where i actually like martin lawrence (laughs) and that includes bad boys 2 which is a total piece of shit also directed you didn't like him in black knight (laughs) rebound big house party yeah those are those are all real bad big mama's house yeah no he's terrible in everything wild hogs uh, I never no, watched don't. that, so... Don't. So, anyway... Wasn't there, like, that... four Big Mama Yeah, there's, there's at least there's three. Seven. Yeah, there's, like, three, yeah. That's One bad. with, like, a new kid to take over the Big Mama mantle. <laughs> Nothing to lose? There was another one. Oh, Tim, uh, Tim That one's not bad. That's more for Tim Robbins' oh, no. sake than Martin Lawrence's, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Martin Lawrence's character in the movie, but in the first Bad Boys, he's likable. They're all likable. Joey Pants as the captain... He's yeah, great. Was awesome. Joey Pants. <laughs> so here's this movie where the characters are likable and the characters help to drive the plot instead of like in Bad Boys 2 where the characters are simply riding along with the story and they don't they're not adding anything to it and there's no cohesive plot it's just they're there and as as an excuse to move the camera from point yeah. A to point yeah. B. After Bad Boys, the next day we sat down and watched The Rock. Which, again, another great 90s action flick. Sean Connery, so Nick Cage. So good. 
very underrated William Forsythe in there. Carla was um, the prom queen. John Spencer's in there. Yep, <laughs> John Spencer. And David Morris and Ed Harris, Ed Harris. as your, like, sort of pseudo... Anti-heroes. Pseudo, anti-heroes. Well, more anti-villain. Yeah, I mean, that. they're set up as your villains, and uh, by the end you realize they're not as bad as they're made out to be. Not and, with Candyman uh, there. Right. Not with Tony Todd. Uh, but, I mean, that is with both David Morris and Ed Harris. When I think of those actors, that is the movie I yeah. think of. And that's, uh, I love both of them in there. They were great. And, and here, again, it's just a, a very enjoyable, fun action movie. It does have its ridiculous moments, such as the trolley jumping up the street <laughs> in the air. Or, <laughs> But it's like, you can could, you could kind of see the progression. Like, Bad Boys... Like, it, there's not too much, like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. It even has that the first quintessential Michael Bay shot of the, the camera going around the characters as they're standing up, which was a great shot. It's a great shot it's the first time. Over time. I, I just recently well, yeah. watched the first two all time. three Transformers, and it happens in every yeah. single one of them in some form. Oh, yeah. yeah. It happens in every Bay uh, movie. That's his signature shot. That's a terrible shot. It, it was great in Bad thing. Boys. Bad Boys, it follows the, the awesome Will Smith chase, you know, in a car chase on yeah. foot <laughs> and saving yeah. saving Martin Lawrence at the last second. It was used awesomely in that movie. And then in The Rock, it's they use it great again. And uh, by the time you get to Bad Boys 2 and Transformers, The Island... Uh. The the well, shot was okay. the shot was played out, you know, and at that yeah. point it's not but, as fun as it used to be. Yeah, but you know, you look at like you said, like the, the trolley, but you still you buy into this, or you have like Connery delivering some weird lines, but you're just like, okay, that's just whatever. You ignored it as it, like you said, as we kind of go through the well, progression. Those but the Rock is the a rock great just movie. Carry it. That's yes, it's a Michael Bay film, but it's a just this huge ensemble piece that's full of great principal actors. That's what really makes it. Oh yeah, not necessarily a- Michael Bay. Absolutely. They weren't your they weren't your quintessential yeah. action heroes. They're just like yeah, I mean obviously Connery's James Bond or whatever, and I know that Croner wants to believe in his own you know oh, canon or whatever them. like that you're that that is them. James Bond. <laughs> what but, we discussed this the other night. The same actor plays the president in both Armageddon and The, and the Rock. Rock. And because we never see the president in Bad Boys, I choose to believe that he was in that one too. So, so it's as far as I'm concerned, that's a the trilogy. Michael Bay that's Michael the original Bay Michael Bay trilogy. Um, they all they all act as uh, one cohesive. They're different parts of the same universe. Um, I I am not with you on this one, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Miami Shepard still gets the story. And I love this, this type yeah. of theory, but. Uh, and you got the same actor playing the president, and there's nothing in so those, those movies. So those two movies, you can't just throw them. bad boys in there because they don't show the president. By that Why rationale, not? every other movie is part of that universe. No, because Pain it's Michael Bay. Is part of that universe. They don't show the president. Pain and Gain didn't take place in the mid-90s, so you never know. It's three good Michael Bay movies. And those are the ones. So... I mean, for discussion's sake, why are they only, like, what happened? Did Michael Bay lose his fun? Was he coerced by this Michael product Bay. placement heavy money-making well, you look, thrill ride? Just, no, because well, you, even you the look product at, like, the next movie. Still, yeah, yeah, you look at the product next movie, Armageddon, the though. There's, and there's Armageddon, a... Armageddon is still good. Those first three are still good. It's when he hit Pearl Harbor. Starting with Pearl Harbor, that's where he he started to lose it. And each movie got longer and more ridiculous, and uh, he got away from character-driven stories, and it, it became more and more, you know, explosion porn. How many explosions well, 
could you theorize we're in Transformers Age of Extinction? Oh, God. It'll, there's a lot. Visually, it's a beautiful movie. The special effects are great, but it gets to a point where it's like it feels like you're just watching a cartoon that makes zero sense whatsoever. See, and that, that's, why, that's where I'll differ from you, Chris. I don't think that it's a visually stunning movie because it's so obvious that these things are not yeah. real. They, it looks too cartoony. There's too much going on at once. To me, when you talk about a visually stunning, great movie, it's stuff like where you don't know, like Forrest Gump. Where Forrest Gump won Best Special Effects Oscar in 94, and it's because you don't even notice yeah. how much they're doing. It's blended so perfectly in there. And that's right, not to say, you know, movies movies like Terminator 2 and The Matrix looked uh, spectacular yeah. when they came out. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at, the, you know, it's it's all, you know, the whole practical thing, and obviously subtlety does play, a, you know, a huge part of it. But, I, again, me, you know, being... I guess more into the video game aspect. I mean, like I like those types of visual and like the futuristic stuff like yeah. that. And it looks it, good. It's it's. I mean, obviously you can only make Optimus Prime as realistic as as whatever. But in that essence, yeah, is it totally? Does it belong? And does it add to the cinematic experience? Not at all. But well, it's pretty to look at. <laughs> and and I'll give you that. It it does. It looks like a video game, and a lot of, a lot of it does look good. You're right. A lot of it does. But when, yeah, you get to these, when you get to these battle scenes where the Transformers are fighting each other and everything's moving so fast, it's yeah, just a blur. You parts. can't tell what's going on. Right. That was a and, problem um, throughout the entire trilogy, so, I noticed. Because, yes, they're grand fight scenes, epic in scale, but when you get into the close fighting, like Optimus fighting Megatron, I don't know who's throwing that punch, really. I just see movement happening and, oh, an explosion. It's kind of funny, like you said, like, you have, you know, you get two bad boys, which is about, you know, two two cops, you know, trying to do whatever, and then you get to the rock, and like, okay, it's about old school and new school, or trying to get together to save hostages and whatever, like, that's still character. You get to Armageddon, you're putting oil drillers into outer space to <laughs> bury a nuke into an asteroid that's going to hit Earth in 19 days. Sounds like um, yeah, but Ben Affleck was so pretty in that movie. Well, and the thing is, that's the thing. It's like this is back when, like you know, because in those movies, as as everyone knows, Bruckheimer was the producer behind those movies. When Michael Bay started to venture outward, and obviously with Transformers, he ended up working with Spielberg and everything like that. So I take from that as you will. But he started, he broke away from the Bruckheimer mold, and it's almost like. His imagination, his ego, got way out of control. And now we get it. It does have. It's an enjoyable movie. You know, he brought in a lot of visual effects and everything like that. But it has its moments. And one of my favorite shots is, I think, at the end where Bruce Willis and like Liv Tyler and they like pull away from that, and she's at the the hands on the monitor. It's like he has the capability to try to find human emotion. It's just that he either just overblows it for something random, and you know, getting into Pearl Harbor, it's like. And I know you, and you haven't even mentioned, like, you know, the trailer was one of the best constructed Jesus trailers. Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is in my most disappointing movies of all time. It's up there with Spider-Man 3 and Indiana Jones 4. The original trailer for Pearl Harbor is you see some old kids, 40s era, playing baseball in a field, and slow motion, there's these fighter planes going over top, and it's shot beautifully. And the voiceover is John Voight as FDR giving the, you know, the famous Pearl Harbor speech. See, I thought it, no, no, it was actually the the first trailer, I remember, it was the TV, they didn't show too much. That was actually the actual audio, I believe, from FDR. So, 
I believe so. Don't quote me on that, but I believe See, I, that was the original this audio. This is a podcast, so, so we did second, just quote The second you trailer on. was uh, John. Yeah, Chris. exactly. It's well, on record now, Chris. Absolutely quoted as FDR. Whether it was the original recording of FDR or it's the the version by it's John right. Boy that's in the movie, the trailer was awesome. We got ten guys together. We went to the theater to see a World War II movie. Instead, we got a three-hour movie yes, about I a love triangle with, like, 30 minutes of war movie in the middle. And it was, I mean, what a disappointment. And it wasn't even a good, like, I will go to the movies for the love triangle, and it wasn't even a very good love story. Nope. Right. I just felt totally, I mean, talking about a misleading trailer, I felt totally ripped I just off. can't wait to add the Pearl Harbor Sucks video onto the show notes. <laughs> Pearl Harbor Sucks, <laughs> and I miss you. <laughs> Well, and, you know, people nice. will... Armageddon certainly isn't as widely beloved, I don't think, as The Rock and Bad Boys are, at least mm-hmm. by, like, action movie fans, because there are parts of it that are cheesy, and uh, he did try and cram the love stuff in there. But even then, I mean, it's still... It's just a fun movie. Like, if it's on TV, it's one of those, like, you'll watch it just because it's, you know, it's entertaining. And things like Liv Tyler being in control room echo back to Bad Boy or to The Rock when Carla is in the FBI control room while while uh, Stanley Goodspeed's on the island. Whatever he was doing with Bruckheimer, he seemed to lose over time. Over time, <laughs> it's alarming to kind of see that you jump to like Pearl Harbor and there were moments of like you know he again he can capture it visually, but he lost contact with the whole human element and they tried to make Titanic again and. I believe the screenwriter on that was Randall Wallace, who wrote uh, Braveheart. So there's a lot of people saying, like, wow, you know, this is going to be great. And, you know, it's going to – they know how to do this. And they had the visuals of that and, you know, good good writing. And it just never came together. And then following following that, that was Bad Boys 2, I believe. And it just – it fell apart. (laughs) It's just – and, I mean, I guess – most people will say it, this is just water finding its level. Because here it is. Michael Bay is a guy who got to start directing music videos for hair bands and Playboy Centerfold, you know, VHS tapes. Oh, and don't forget so, acting in Mystery Man as, like, Thug Henchman number four. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you look at his directorial resume, and you got Bad Boys, The Rock, and Armageddon. All very enjoyable. It was at the point, at least me being a teenager in the 90s, like, I that's the point where I'm looking forward to the next Michael Bay movie, and then it's Pearl Harbor, and I'm crushed. And then he follows Pearl Harbor up with Bad Boys 2, loses all the appeal from the first yeah, movie. nothing carried over. And, yeah, <laughs> and they got, you add a 40-minute chase scene in the middle with the Jamaicans, that adds nothing to the no. story. It's like you introduce these characters simply to have another action scene in the middle that doesn't really move the plot. It wasn't plot. even totally a very good chase scene either. Oh, not especially. And then and then the island, which, it, while not terrible, is totally forgettable. And then you fall into this Transformers yeah. funk where it's like every movie gets absolutely panned, but they're making a ton of money. And so Michael Bay is just sort of... night, I think it was. Like, right. That's embarrassing. So <laughs> even though... Uh, Everyone agrees that they're terrible. He has no reason to change because they're making way more money than his good ones did. And uh, in between the third and fourth ones, uh, he does pain and gain. He hated that movie. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, looking back, and that's kind of a good thing. He got away from that. that what was that movie budgeted at? Like $20 million versus, like, 
Transformers 2 was like 215, or, or Transformers 2 was like 200, and the recent one was, I think it was like 230 or something like that, 230 million. And he had the small one, and like, okay, this is him going back, going back to Miami, going back to, you know, the roots of it. And it's like, you get like a small glimpse of like, okay, he does obviously throw in some random visual stuff in there. There were some character Maybe he can't least. actually guide a story. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I mean, The Rock in there, I love The Rock in that one. I thought good. he was, yeah. it was very different from what he did. Even Marky Mark was just kind of like out there, Anthony, Anthony Mackie. But it just, as a whole, it's still kind of a mess. But he had that kind of like, well, there's like a small glimmer of like, okay, he can actually connect these characters to the audience where you can actually, you know, get back to it. But then he does Age of Extinction where it just, all right, well, show's over. Well, and that's what, I <laughs> Let's mean, get back to the story show. Your guys' account of the film. Online <laughs> reaction has not been well either. Uh, people are not enjoying this movie even though everybody paid to go see it. And we already know Transformers 5 is coming as well. Um, Is Michael Bay locked into this? Like, is there no escape from him? Obviously, there's another Michael Bay film coming out that we'll talk about in a bit, but is he locked into this Transformers world right now? If you look on IMDb, they have him credited as a producer on Transformers 5. His only upcoming directorial one, and it's still in rumor phase, is Bad Boys 3, which it's like... (laughs) As much as I, I love the see. first one, I don't need to see a third one. Martin Lawrence does. He probably needs a paycheck. I'm he sure does. he does. What He's, has he done? Uh, he oh. did, uh, what, Death at a Funeral and probably like Big Mama's oh. House 17. and <laughs> Maybe uh, like a new Air Bud movie or something. I, I, Air can, Bud. I can honestly say I haven't seen a Martin Lawrence movie in a while. I think Death at a Funeral is probably the last one that I saw in the theater. So he's so Bay obviously doesn't have too much directorial coming up, but more he recently have, we uh, he is producing the upcoming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yes, mm. and people are quick to put all the blame on Michael Bay for what we've seen so far, obviously. But it is fair to note he is just a producer on this film. Yeah, yeah I but there's no blame on him. But that movie is He's typically a very successful producer too. I mean, he does a lot of like the horror movie, just like the lower budget or the reboots yeah, and Friday everything. Yeah, Friday the 13th and uh and yeah, with he, his he did uh, Texas Chainsaw, he did right? Them, the remake yeah. for that. Yeah, he did. And the Texas Chainsaw one was good. Platinum yeah. Dunes is his horror production yeah, company. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw one he did in 03 was good. The Texas Chainsaw the beginning which was like 06 I think was not uh, good. The Friday the 13th one was, it was garbage. Mediocre, it was guess. just, it had no heart no. to it. You know, it was just it was a, it was so cookie cutter. I believe he did the, Platinum Dunes did the Nightmare on Elm Street remake too, didn't that they? That sounds right. It that was, was okay. That was not terrible. Uh, it was cer- certainly changed in tone. It's much more serious than mm-hmm. the old ones were. But as far as this upcoming Ninja Turtles movie, the reason Michael Bay is getting so much credit or blame or whatever for it. And people are quick to point out he's just a producer, but you know what? He's the name yeah. attached to it. They've yeah. been pimp. They've been calling it Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles for two years now, long before there was ever a director yeah. attached to it. It's always been Michael Bay's project. So you know, it's his. Even though he's not directing it, it's his baby. Which so we I, can I'm, assume, obviously, Megan Fox is in it, and he's just got a mad crush on her or something. It's not going to happen, Michael Bay. Right. It's- I'm not saying it's going to be total horseshit, but you know what? Transformers 4 was, so I'm not overly excited for Ninja Turtles. Uh, I'm really not either. The previews we've seen have it's... been disappointing, to say the least. Yeah, that latest trailer was, did nothing for me. And that was and... probably one of the best views we've seen, and it was just a yeah. letdown. This Shredder is mm-hmm. atrocious. He looks like a big yeah. Transformer. Transformer envy. <laughs> 
Well, and that's the thing. You know, you look at, you know, the concentration of, like, well, it's the Michael Bay way. Obviously, the Michael Bay way makes money. People go see it. They do all that. You compare it to the other big August movie, in my, you know, in our opinion, Guardians of the Galaxy, where, yeah, it has visuals, but they're concentrated on the characters and that team and how they get together, as opposed to, well, we're just going to, you know, just throw up all these visuals up at you in the Tur- Ninja Turtles movie so that it's... You know, it, it's you can see the contrast in it, like the different approaches. But like I said, the the Michael Bay way makes money. Who knows what Guardians will do? Well, the Marvel way it's makes just, money too. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say they haven't really, They've been had a pretty good you know track record. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying that just like you know, obviously you have Michael Bay. You know what you're getting yeah. with that. I mean, it's it's going to be a no brainer. You don't have to think too much in that movie. It's just shit's going to happen. Marvel, obviously, there's a very deliberate way in how they do things. So, I mean, it's we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm not gonna dismiss the movie, but at the same time, I my expectations for it obviously are pretty yeah. low. It's it's what it is, which is unfortunate so. because this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, this is something all of us should just be jacked for. Yeah. Oh, it's like a nostalgia trip, you know, when you have, like, all these stuff, like, this is my childhood, like, even the first Transformer that came out, I did enjoy that movie, I mean, it's not obviously, you know, high art by mm. any, by <laughs> any means, but it's, it's, it's an enjoyment, it's like, oh, this is what I've been imagining in my head and in my imagination throughout this whole time, and it got worse as it progressed on, the different movies, but you have those different things, and obviously Battleship did nothing of that either. Yeah. But but that, that well, changed you, a whole bunch of things, so that's... that's you know, the, the yeah, it, it's our childhood, and it's nostalgia, and we're all going to see it. We already know that. Oh, yeah. It doesn't mean we have to be excited for it. It's, it doesn't it mean it's nice. not going to be... A, just like Transformers 4, I had no desire to see it, but I went and saw it. Yeah. I'm, I'm partially to blame for that huge box office number it has right now, and I got exactly what I expected. Garbage. Did be shit. Well, let's talk about some movies we're looking forward to instead of terrible ones that we can't stand. Bad Boys is great and all, but it was 15 years ago? Uh, and, uh, 19 years 19, ago. 19 years ago. Uh, uh, we're old. Welcome to getting old. But movies we're looking forward to. Obviously, it's July now, and there's one big thing in July where we all are looking forward to, and that's Comic-Con in San Diego. woo Yep. Uh, Comic Con International, SDCC, CCI. I don't know. I don't know what to call it anymore. <laughs> we'll roll with SDCC 2014. That'll be the hashtag that we'll probably be using. So fair warning. <laughs> In a couple <laughs> weeks, yeah. check out that hashtag because nobody else will be using it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not. But obviously, there's uh, a bunch of things to look forward to with every Comic Con. Um, I kind of wanted to just put up a little bit of a wish list. What What do we all want to see uh, at Comic Con this year? Um, for me, obviously, it's the Marvel Studios panel, which we can get into in a bit, but I was curious uh, what you guys are looking forward to. AD, Amanda, let's uh, let's start with you. Probably, this is actually not a surprise, I don't even have to think about it, the DC TV shows. Yeah. I want to see what's coming from Arrow in Season 3. I'm really excited to hear what the Flash pilot looks like, and Gotham and Constantine as well. I'm actually interested to see if we'll see anything from iZombie. I'd assume they'd work that oh, into sorry. the panel itself. It's a mid-season show, so I don't know. They've also had some recasting issues, but, I mean, they have to at least float something out. They've, they've obviously filmed stuff because, you know, they filmed the pilot. They've yeah. filmed, you know... Well, we've seen a bit of promo. Well, it's funny. Enough I... to, for them to be used at their upfronts. So, I mean, there's, there's something there, so I'll be interested to see that. But, yeah, the DC TV shows, 
And I'm gonna throw this out there: if we see something from Dawn of Justice, I'll be ecstatic. Oh, we'll definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. They're gonna. I want to see a lot. Oh, I want to see Stephen Amell you. in Dawn of Justice. Just <laughs> I'm mad though. I just like. <laughs> I don't want to be mean, but I can't wait to see you just crushed and sad because he's not gonna be in it. I guarantee it. I'd put money up if I had any. I'll I'll cry. I I will say. Um, well, iZombie didn't particularly pique my interest initially, and uh, I don't need another zombie show. Because of who's doing it, Rob Thomas, who did Party Down and Veronica Mars, since he's the guy behind it, it will at That's least get a watch. Reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, it kind of sounds like Veronica Mars mm-hmm. with zombies. Am I wrong? Yeah. She's yeah. just dead. Right. Well, it's he's one of the few showrunners out there who I really keep track of. Sort of mm-hmm. like uh, Sean Ryan, who did The Shield, and then, of course, Chuck Lorre. <laughs> Shut up, Chris! <laughs> no, but Sean Ryan did The Shield and Terriers and The Chicago Terriers, Code, never, and then after that... that show. <laughs> oh, scoot up. I'm sorry, I take that back. <laughs> Keep... Um, <laughs> no, I mean, after Ch- Chicago Code, much like Terriers, is another really good show that, you know... Got canceled after only a season. Didn't really uh, wasn't really given a chance to to get its footing. Um, and then after that, he did a couple that I wasn't crazy about. Uh, Rob Thomas also uh, did Cuban, which I really liked. That's true. Yeah, that was a uh, pre. I was the only person that watched. It. <laughs> Jer- Jeremy Piven. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, cute, that though. was Piven. Croner, what are you, anything at Comic Con you're excited for? Well, I mean, there there's the obvious ones. There's the DC TV shows, like like Amanda said, and all the you know Batman, Superman, Avengers two, all that type of stuff. But for me, I, I think each of the last few years, it's it's been more. There's been stuff to come out of San Diego, official announcements or, or projects being announced that we didn't know about, sort of surprise type things. And that's, mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, given what we do all day. Mm-hmm. You know, every day we're we're on here looking at entertainment news and things like that. Sometimes it, it and we're at that time of year where now things are being held. We're pretty slow news wise yes, yeah. until convention starts. So I'll just be looking forward to new material in general. Mm-hmm. Just guys, uh, could this be the year that they announce Booster Gold TV show? <gasps> I will forgive them for everything. Uh, <laughs> We'll keep an eye out, so... I'll, no, I'll, I'll, create a new hashtag. I'll actually just answer that. The, the answer is no. <laughs> Scoot, why must you hurt me so? Just try to get, like, a trending hashtag or, like, Booster Gold SDCC question mark. I, I was going to say, God, if, that'd be amazing. If they, <laughs> get that trending. If they do, I have no doubt that someone at DC stumbled onto one of these podcasts. <laughs> and that's the only reason. Dan Jurgens on Twitter. He was like, oh, that Amanda didn't. Or Broyles, whatever my name is. I need to her. <laughs> and then he was like, oh man, this Scott dude really hates Booster Gold. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is this guy? And it's funny. I I actually don't ass. hate Booster Gold. I just don't think he this has got any a, profitable. This guy's got a bad attitude. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they can get Greg Kinnear to play him, and it'll just be like mystery man. Well, that oh. was that was even that was a better version of Booster Gold. There, I said it. <laughs> oh, no, that's shit. not true. I love time travel. Uh, Chris, you're actually gonna be at uh, San Diego Comic Con this year, uh, so you're obviously looking uh, forward to crowds and lineups. Yes, I'm looking forward to just swimming through 150,000 people of 90% of them in costumes and just having to get, I mean, the one thing I love about Comic-Con, and I remember when I first went uh, three years ago, didn't know what to expect. I've been to E3 before, but 
there's so many people there, and they're all like embracing this whole culture thing, and it's just a cool experience to go through. Whether even the cosplay, it, you know, going through and seeing everybody, everybody's taking stopping for the picture. They all understand that. And you see the displays, like the toy displays, or like the um, uh, the statues, or the figurines, or whatever like that. And it's just a cool place there. Everybody can have their own like little niche, you know, love thing, and they can kind of embrace it and just you know, for lack of a better word, geek it out to the rest of the world. And, you know, with the stuff just kind of like, the panels are my favorite part about going to Comic-Con. You know, sometimes you'll just walk into, you know, a random panel where they're discussing, I think one time I walked into like uh, the Capcom anniversary panel, and that was a great one. I know I wandered and I got to see some great uh, pilot, you know, episodes of Arrow, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But, you know, a lot of news comes out of, you know, uh, San Diego, to where, you know, what, 10 years ago, you know, obviously it was a different convention or it was now TV, uh, you know, movies, not just comic books. Even video games were there. I remember playing the Xbox One for the first time over there last year. And it's always interesting to see, you know, what new things are going to be, you know, out there. Uh, like you said, with the, the surprise announcements or Breaking Bad. Uh, I don't know why his name escapes me, but they, he was wandering Brian around. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston was wandering around wearing oh, yeah. his own a mask. You wander around Walter White mask. Yeah, nowhere else you're gonna experience, you know, have it where people Andrew just Garfield walking did a month. You know, he was dressed as Spider-Man. It's just everybody kind of getting into the same sort of love of what it is, and obviously we're gonna see a million Doctor Who's uh, <laughs> over there. I'm trying to think of like what the biggest cosplay is gonna be there probably this year. I mean, last year was for that. sure Who's Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, there will be gold. one booster, find a gold. booster gold. I mean, can you? I'm gonna look for a booster gold over there, and I'm just gonna wait. As Amanda, like, you know, screams with glee, as I'm like, oh my god, there's somebody out there. Else Make there. a sign that he can hold up, so when you take a picture, you'll just have a sign that says, I will never be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's cruel. Again. I should, uh, obviously, again. If, if you do see a booster gold, you will need to get a picture. Um, also, the other thing I do want to uh, do while I'm down there... Over at Petco Park, which is where the uh, San Diego Padres play, the baseball team, they convert the park, uh, they did it last year, into a Walking Dead survival course and everything. They did that in uh, Atlanta for Wizard World. Yeah. And you could hear people screaming. Yeah, I kind of want to do that, just because there's all these like different things of, you know, you have to climb walls or go through this and like while avoiding like zombies or whatever is it on like Saturday? that. Mm-hmm. And I no, it's, it's like all Saturday, it's like throughout the whole time. To do that. So. <laughs> yeah, no. Sorry to break it to you, buddy. But, they had that set up last year. Looked pretty cool. It was uh, it was a cool experience. Although I would just feel embarrassed because I would just like probably get weeded halfway through the course, and then there was like they were just standing by. I was like, well, we can't really attack you and everything, even though you signed the waiver. <laughs> You're just gonna like tag you out of the course or something. So <laughs> it would be like you know, Legends of the Hidden Temple or whatever. Like they just remove the guy and like, all right, next person come through. So nice. You made it sound a lot less cool at the end. <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually, I'm getting winded and signing waivers and stuff. Yeah, takes all <laughs> the fun out of it. Fun. <laughs> well, for me, at Comic-Con, like every year since Iron Man came out in 2008, you know, it's always been about this Marvel panel. Um, obviously, Hall H yeah. on Saturday, we're going to see a lot from the next, you know, couple years of films. With Marvel, it's kind of every other year we get those big reveals. Uh, like last year, we got a lot of cast stuff, and there's a lot of films in the works. And you know, this year with Marvel, Phase Three is largely unannounced. We've got we know three movies are coming, and that's Avengers Three, Ant Man, and Doctor Strange. And we assume uh, and Captain America Three, so four movies. 
uh, we know for sure. Thor three, I don't think is that officially announced yet. Not officially. It's on the it's yeah. on the docket. If you want, Either way, so. there's a couple movies of Phase three that I'm sure we'll hear about. Got some definite unknowns coming, and I'm very curious to see what's coming. I of course have my own thoughts on what movies we'll see. I'm curious if you guys have any. Uh, Marvel Studios predictions. I think they'll announce who Doctor Strange is. Oh, they'll def. Yeah, we'll be hearing some yeah, cast. That's. I think that's gonna. If be he's huge. casted, yeah, we'll hear. It. You're gonna see the There's that. a chance he might not be. Yeah, in. that'd be awesome. But I think that kind of be the big pull of this year because we've heard Doctor Strange is kind of going to be pushed forward as this new tentpole of the franchise, uh, with obviously Robert Downey Jr. kind of backing away from Iron Man. So getting that mm-hmm. casting this year and a big announcement like Comic Con, I, I that's definitely something to be expected. Yeah, Can't wait and- to see Timothy <laughs> Dalton there. <laughs> I'm just kind of building into that. I'm kind of curious to see, uh, obviously, Ant-Man. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of stuff that's been going on in the last two months, you know, in regards to that. And I'm kind of curious because, you know, we're getting, I know they announced the director, they're repolishing it. They're supposed to be going into production either now or pretty soon. I mean, maybe we'll get an announcement because I know that they tried to move up Ant-Man. Are they going to do something with that? Is it going to affect Phase 3? I think Marvel's going to be the big thing to kind of catch over there. And I, I, I would like to make a couple predictions right now. Let's let's hear it. Let's you so go for it. it now I think we're going to see a Nova you movie. Go girl, go girl. Did you just you go girl me? <laughs> you're going to see you what? Didn't even, you didn't you even use it ironically. You just straight up you go girl. You did. Well, because I knew what your prediction was already. Oh, do you? Oh yeah, I already told you. you told, yeah. Well, you told me about your uh, your Nova prediction, Wait, which you, I, you also said that Zac Efron was going to play him, and I still think you're. In I there. think Zac Efron would make a great Richard Rider, and we've heard some. Ru- may- we've heard rumors that Zac Efron is being considered for a role. And I think that role is Nova. Does he remove his shirt? I think. All right, making an Iron Man movie or some of the other like characters that were previously considered B-list um, or Doctor Strange, you could even say C-list. That's one thing. Nova. Really? Nova, take a look at this. <laughs> Nova is a part of this. You didn't read the Marvel Cosmic line back during Annihilation Wave and all that. Am I correct in assuming this? Nova Maybe. is a huge <laughs> part of this cosmic world. That Marvel is just introducing with Guardians of the Galaxy. And we are all expecting Guardians to be a big hit. Uh, am I correct in assuming that as well? You, uh, are. So you are. Marvel is driving me nuts with Guardians of the Galaxy right now in their comic books. Who, what? They're in yeah, they really are. Well, there's like five Guardians series right now, but it's all to capitalize on the movie. Exactly. This goes back to like uh, the Marvel lockout of the X-Men movie and the toy lines. Just a, another example of how they can capitalize on these movies and how they did yeah. not with the... Uh, with days of but it's not yeah. like X-Men needs more. Yeah, had Wolverine showed up in Captain Marvel, I'd have been like, what the f***? What? In the literal <laughs> f***? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's right, my back. rationale just... for Nova is uh, we've, we're seeing Nova in Guardians of the Galaxy, not the character, but the core, basically the Marvel's Green Lanterns. And I think another stepping stone in this cosmic universe that they're starting to build is clearly Nova. I think that's the next step. And uh, obviously we've heard rumors of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which I think might be a possibility. Um, I don't think it'll be Phase 3, though. I think they, if they want to, they'll just, boom, right into Nova, help build up possible, you know, an Annihilation movie series would be fantastic. Like, they've been building up the Infinity Gauntlet with the Avengers series. They can change over to the cosmic side of things and deliver uh, just as fantastic lead-up to a big event like they had with Avengers. That's my big prediction. I think we're going to see Nova. Hmm. Any other so predictions? Think Gold, you think Nova? You think Nova? We'll, we'll just have yeah. to see who's right. <laughs> yeah. Battle of the job. Nova is not a jobber. <laughs> well, I also want to... No, Nova oh, was a, was an Avenger. 
Until he dies. Scoot is fit. Yeah, because the Avengers have never had any fucking jobs on <laughs> Dr. Druid is a saint. Paging <laughs> U.S. agent. Oh, God, I forgot about U.S. agent. Jesus yeah, Christ. A paging <laughs> Avengers West Coast, an entire team uh, of jobbers. How about you stop right there? You do not talk about West Coast Avengers like that. Pissed. Moon Knight, Hawkeye, Pym. I guess he has Dr. Pym there. Yeah. Okay, you can talk about the rest of them. Tiger, I don't care about. But Moon Knight, well, you 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 shut your mouth. Can I? Can you I? Shut I your whole adding, adding to this, you know, with the announcements and everything, you know, obviously Marvel's a big universe, and you have the MCU, which we were talking about too. And Fantastic Four is filming. I imagine they're going to have something about Fantastic Four slash X Men slash whatever well, X movie. Oh, well, it's possible. Channing Tatum might show up in a Gambit uniform for all we know. I, women will go I nuts. I doubt that. So, but <laughs> not all women. <laughs> I do think just if we're throwing it into okay, X Men territory and casting announcements, we might see the next cast of Apocalypse. Apocalypse, I know that's the other thing. Like I'm we might say. see Gene Scott and Aurora. We don't. It's possible. I don't think it might be a bit too early. Um, we did just see the tease of the front page of the script. Uh, so they might not be quite to cast yet, but it's possible. That could be something well, to look forward to. I would certainly well, hope that the Geek Exchange casting call for that movie is out before it's announced. Uh, yeah. One would hope so. <laughs> uh, Scoot and Aaron have been working <laughs> on casting that movie so for about about six <laughs> weeks now. Oh, I thought you'd already done it. No, we've got the primary cast. Uh, They've got everyone Apocalypse but Apocalypse. Killing us. They're just... They can't come together on an apocalypse. It's just... Oh, my God, It's guys. hard. Well, and, you know, like I said... It's, I, I want to reveal our cast right now, because it's actually pretty good, but you'll have to wait to see it on the Yeah, you have to wait. Tease. We need to revisit oh. our Justice League cast. I'm still down with uh, that cast, pretty much. I, I think our cast is better than the, than the yeah. actual cast so far. Well, and speaking of Justice League, obviously we're... You know, WB's probably going to be unveiling some big news with Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Yeah, I think that's going to be a terrible HBO. name. Can we just everything that, WB. Can we just talk about how terrible that name is for a second? It's, it's a terrible awful. name. Is this awful. a legal case? Are there? I mean, are we gonna? Is this Batman yeah. versus Superman? Batman and Superman are battling for custody over the Batmobile. <laughs> no, they're battling for custody of justice, Ooh, which is dawning. And obviously, the subtitle is a nod to the eventual Justice League movie, which means that now they're not even waiting yeah. to make a commercial for a further movie. They're just putting it right into the title of this one. Like, mm-hmm. You don't even really need to watch this movie. You can just wait for Justice League because we're just we're putting it in the title. That's why this movie scares me more and more every day because I I feel like they're gonna make the same mistake Sony made with Amazing Spider-Man Two, where the whole movie is just gonna be a commercial for the next movie. Here's my problem: I have been anticipating the Justice League movie for a decade. Latino Review has dicked me over <laughs> for the last three years. With this news, is why we don't put a lot of stock in Latino Review at this point. With news of a Justice League Those movie. Those guys like, will report anything. Which unfortunately <laughs> means that sometimes they're right. And every time something has come... me off. Exactly, and that's the problem. Like a and every time something's come out, I've been like, oh my god, that's so exciting, that's so exciting. I fear that waiting for this movie for ten years, I have built myself up. That nothing, nothing is ever going to reach the pinnacle that I have this Stephen movie in my mind. It, that's for sure. <laughs> Shut up, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is going to be as good as the movie in my head. So I fear that even if it's good, it's going to suck. 
But I'm like, I, I, I just, I can't even. Now I'm moving on to Justice League Dark. Who's the Whatever camera? happened? I don't, I don't think Justice League Dark's happening anymore. Guillermo del Toro's been announcing projects like I, crazy, and there's still no word on this film. Like we've already yeah, know Pacific Rim Two's coming. You know, what about Dark Universe? Yeah. Hey, I'd certainly rather have Justice League Dark than uh, another Pacific I Rim. I didn't mind. Pacific Rim was That's okay true. for me. It was. It could have been better. It wasn't bad, but Justice League Dark could be amazing. No, it's yeah, not bad, it it's just been. mediocre. There, there's a lot more they could have done with it. But missed opportunity. But, That's yeah. what it is. Better than Transformers, not as good as Godzilla. When it should have been, like, I oh man, I just yeah. want to see Transformers versus Godzilla now. Yeah, well, that's not gonna happen. This is what's so. wrong with Hollywood right now. This is the ideas it's giving me. <laughs> How dare they? Spinning it back to Batman v Superman, <laughs> Dawn of Justice. Uh, um, uh. What do you think we're gonna see? I want to see Gal Gadot in her Wonder Woman outfit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're obviously been shooting here in Detroit, and they've been at the studios as well. And uh, I mean, you're gonna get a picture of Batfleck. Uh, for sure, you're gonna get. Obviously, I think they just released a picture of uh, cl- uh yeah, Henry Cavill as Clark, 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 Clark Kent without the yeah. glasses. But I don't know if that's kind of feature. I don't know how that how it's gonna work. Ooh, that's a, that's exciting. <laughs> That'll piss some people. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna see that. Obviously, the the whole Scoot McNary. Uh, maybe they'll reveal that one. Like who exactly he's gonna be? I think it's uh, Scoot McNary is gonna be nobody. And then Momoa's gonna be, you know Momoa's you know. Well, that's still not official yet, technically. But it could be official by then, so there's a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a rough trailer. If there was leaked footage, um, like, Batman air v quotes Superman. leaked. Yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe just a quick like they do that. Like maybe a conversation between the two or something like yeah. that. I guess. Or like see a that. teaser. I mean, I could totally see them, you know, leaking out these little things here now. You know, oh hey, here's McNary think, and giving a teaser trailer. I think there will for sure be some sort of teaser, but I, it's going to be super short. Yeah. It's going to be like twenty Unfinished. seconds. Yeah, there's no way they got anything done about that. Yeah. But we have also heard like recently the, rumors of this proposed DC slate of films coming out. Do you think we'll? Maybe get some confirmation of future films. Wait a second, who is on that slate of films? I think those will be confirmed. I think that's going to be confirmed. We've heard a couple sources now say, like, even Kevin Smith has announced that, who's oddly enough everywhere right now. Why is Kevin Smith involved in every single geek property happening? In Hollywood right now. He was on the set of Star Wars. He's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On the Kevin Smith thing, I think it's just become such a. uh, Like, the geek properties have just become such so much more um, accessible because yeah. it's not just Kevin Smith it's Simon Pegg everywhere and J.J. Abrams is in charge of everything and it, it doesn't surprise me to see Smith popping up everywhere but uh, Scoot do you want to for people who missed it uh, yeah, do you want to just go over the deep real quick now it's pretty interesting this slate of films because it's not quite how we expected it it's a very fast one I think seven movies in two years mm-hmm. and it's crazy um, Batman v Superman Starting with that, they've also announced Shazam, which we've heard rumored for quite a while. That's mm. in July of 2016. Justice League, they're saying in May of 2017. Uh, Wonder Woman, there's also talk of a Green Lantern and Flash buddy movie. I can't. I, mm. It's going to be just like Lethal Weapon 3. <laughs> just like. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's strong words. And uh, what's interesting about the final movie in the, sl- in the rumored slate, uh, Man of Steel 2. They, they actually said that there'd be a Man of Steel sequel, which obviously we assumed Batman versus Superman Oh, really? Was. This is what kind of like threw me off about the slate, which is why I've never really quite accepted it as fact, because um, I just I don't buy that they would tout this as the Man of Steel sequel and then reveal another, unless yeah. it's Man of Steel 3, 
but because I thought were saying too, like when at last year when they announced that there was going to be another movie, I thought it was going to be Man of they Steel. They were the two. ones who put no. the emphasis on Man of Steel yeah, sequel. Exactly. It wasn't just us assuming. Yeah, because I remember us talking about it last year, talking should we do Man of Steel two or should we call it Man of two the sequel? I mean, that was an actual conversation because that's exactly what they were talking about. So, I mean, for them to come out now and say, oh, there's a Man of Steel coming out again? I mean, that just seems a little odd. I mean, I think we'll get confirmation either way, even if it's just them announcing one or two movies that they're working on. Um, I mean, we've also heard rumors of, like, Suicide Squad. And yeah, I thought that there was... um, I bet Shrapnel's not on it. That's why I thought there was nine movies in that original slate that we um, talked about. The the nine films is an earlier report. Um, and it just speculated, or it just reported that Warner Brothers has nine films based on DC properties. It didn't go into detail what they were. Okay, yet. that's what it I is. put up on the Geek a post of what they could be based on all the rumors and announcements we've had over the past few years, but that means nothing when we've had now like four or five confirmed release dates for Justice League over the past five years. Mm-hmm. Right. So it'll be nice to get a bit of confirmation on what's coming, because right now all we know is Batman vs. Superman, Donna Justice. Let's see, that's the only official release <laughs> well, well, Wonder, I'm sure we'll, so Wonder we'll Woman has something. not been made official. No. It's not been, you know. No. That's and bullshit. before Let's this slate of films, space. Wonder Woman wasn't even on the lips of anybody. Until this slate came out, Wonder Woman wasn't something it sounded like they were going forward with, as apart from Justice League. Which is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Wonder Woman should have been on this slate of films from the get-go. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's just interesting because they've tried to launch like Wonder Woman so many times over the last, you know, two decades, you know, or relaunch for that matter, and it's just they failed. You know, <laughs> I, it's this not that they failed; it's that they don't no. give it the support it needs. Exactly. They don't well, put the time and effort into it. They just bullshit. Oh, girls won't come see this. Men won't come see a movie starring a woman. The backstory is too difficult. It's too convoluted. I'm sorry. Look that. Well, well that's the thing. I mean, you look at like the TV show, the pilot, which you know I've never seen, but heard it was just awful. I mean, it's it's like you think that they're, they're probably just gun shy at this point. You know, they want to. They're looking but for it, the absolute right situation and. They think that with Batman it's, v Superman, that's like the launching point for like every property that they're throwing at it. So it's cowardice, is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at, in and in other genres, like if you're just going straight action and you don't want to, you don't want to do a movie with a female lead, even though like that Lucy movie with Scarlett Johansson's yeah. coming out, and there's Which been plenty good. of female helmed action movies in the past. If there's one genre where you can really get away with it, it is within the yeah. geek genre. It is superhero movies. You look at things that are, are considered, you know, classics that everybody loves within the geek genre, the Alien franchise, where, you know, Sigourney Weaver is your is your lead. Terminator 2, I know Arnold is, is, is the draw, but Linda Hamilton, no, I didn't see anybody complaining about Sarah Connor being a total mm-hmm. badass. Mm-hmm. Um, Kill Bill did awesome, you know. Uh, Hell, who was people's favorite in the Avengers? I don't know about favorite, but she Black was... Widow is a huge draw. <laughs> Uh, that was uh, horrible. That was actually my other that. prediction was a female-led action movie with either Black Widow or my preference would be Captain Marvel. Hey, if you Captain could, Marvel would, I would say Black Widow, except that would have to be like probably. Well, yeah, two Black years Widow's busy. If you, but Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel would be amazing. Would be if you can do a hundred of these shitty Resident mm-hmm. Evil movies with Mila Jovovich in the lead, then you can mm-hmm. give me a, a goddamn yeah, Wonder absolutely. Woman movie. It's ridiculous. 
Wonder Woman has more mass appeal and recognition than the Resident Evil video games yeah. did when that series mm-hmm. started. Just today, something whoever's taking over Wonder Woman uh, was just talking adventure. about how you know said something about how she wasn't a feminist icon or something. And I'm just like, it's amazing that they don't see yeah. the words coming out of their mouths and wondering, hmm, how might these be perceived? So every time they make an excuse as to why there can't be a Wonder Woman movie, it's just I'm actually a little upset about Finch's announcement. Azarello has been fantastic on Wonder Woman, and he actually mm-hmm. with the new Fifty Two, he recrafted the origin of Diana. And he made it so much easier to adapt yeah. into a film. It is ridiculous how exactly. easy it's happening right now. So this whole no more made out of clay or exactly. uh, Amazonian. She's the daughter mm-hmm. of Zeus. It's so simple. And I actually just told somebody the other day with the New Fifty Two, their excuse of a backstory of Wonder Woman was mm-hmm. disappointing. No, they gave her a fantastic I mean, backstory that has opened just amazing character potential, and it has driven the series in a way that. Mm-hmm. You know, Wonder Woman, it's super... Wonder Woman is even, like, the focal point of the series, almost. She's just kind of dealing with it along mm-hmm. with the reader as we deal with these, you know, this Greek pantheon of gods. And for them to have issues with making mm-hmm. a Wonder Woman now with this rich backstory that they've been given is just a lame excuse. It's, like you say, it's cowardice. How long was Xena on the air for? And here's a... Oh, you know, and that that, that show was oh. terrible. <laughs> oh, it was fabulous. Ten-year-old Scoot it fabulous. thought it was fabulous, but... It was well, terrible. Older Scoot doesn't... Understand. I mean, between Xena and the well-established female movie icons and the popularity of, you know, comic book movies and Game of Thrones and, and your comic book and fantasy type stuff, there's never been a time in history where it was more right for a Wonder Woman Especially movie than the now. superhero boom. Exactly. You know, when you've got that superhero backing, it's no longer yeah. just a female-led action movie. It's... Wonder mm-hmm. Woman. Like, this character has sustained for decades, one of the longest running series in the history of comics. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's afraid? not like she's just going out and forging her own way. I mean, she's in the Justice League movie. Right. So, what? she's in yeah. Batman oh. v Superman or Superman v Batman, whatever it is. So, they're not, oh. you know, just pulling no, her like, out of thin air. All that said, though, I will say. Unless they get a good script, I don't want another Green Lantern. I don't want another Ugh. Elektra or, or Spider-Man Three. If you don't have a good script, don't do it. I'm not so desperate for a Wonder Woman movie that I want them to just pump out some piece of shit. Yeah. But there's, I see no reason why they can't make with with as much history and as much uh, you know source material as they have. There's no reason why they can't make a good movie. Exactly. And How many Batman the- movies have there been? I mean, he has. Granted, he you has got, more, you know, story, but... You got the Adam West one. You got the two Tim Burton ones, the two Schumacher ones. You've got three of them from Nolan, plus mm-hmm. all the animated stuff. I mean, it, it's... And Wonder Woman is how young, much younger than Batman? What, Not a year or two? Exactly. It, it's pretty close. Yeah. So, I mean... I don't remember exactly. I know Wonder Woman's early 40s and Batman's 1939. Uh, Regardless, though, Wonder Woman, like those three, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, were one of the few characters to be published ongoing throughout the entire yeah. period of kind of the downturn of comics. You know, Wonder Woman still mm-hmm. carried through. And to have this strong character that people love have been following for years, and to just be afraid to give her a movie. And to capitalize on, what is the largest growing group of comic readers right now? Definitely females. It's, yeah, it's, I think it's women like yeah, 13 young. to 26 yeah. or something. That, I don't understand how somebody is not saying, oh, hey, wow, market research. Let's tap into this. It just, oh, it's infuriating. Uh, My heart rate is going up. <laughs> kind of, this just got me thinking, actually, about something else we might see during the Saturday days in Hall H, 
Uh, well, actually, it might not be in Hall H because it's TV, but Netflix and Marvel. Obviously, mm. we've heard a lot of Daredevil news recently, and I, I don't think they're filming yet. Um, so I don't, doubt we'll see footage, but we'll certainly get a panel with the cast. And hopefully we might see some casting announcements for, say, Luke Cage or Iron Fist or Jessica Jones. Cause these what about um, Agent, Agent Carter? Carter? We might see a, we'll see a panel for yeah, it, too. Will, uh, we'll we'll probably see the first episode. Probably yeah. see a pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we'll have a big Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So. presence there? We'll see a teaser, I'm sure, for the second season. Yeah, they're, they're going to do it. I imagine they'll have a tease for that. I mean, they'll have a panel, kind of what they did last time. You could probably even imagine... Like them, because like, I know that Entertainment Weekly, they always do some, like, women who kick ass panel, so I imagine that they're gonna have, they'll have something for that, because of Agent May, or whatever, Sky, or whoever else they want to throw on there, and then there's gonna be spoilers abound, so, or teases at least, for that matter. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I would expect <laughs> to have a big presence there, because they lost so much of their audience yeah. so early on. And uh, now if the tie-ins after Winter Soldier and how the season got better as it went, I think they're going to have to recapture some of that early audience. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, they and they did a fairly good job of once they finally kind of got their groove. And I remember being in that room for the first Agent of Steel, there was so much excitement in there. They need to re- recapture that, and that will probably that will definitely lead into Carter, which will, you know, you'll have your Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., then you'll have uh, Agent Carter during their hiatus, and then go back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but, you know, there's a lot oh, more she, yeah, that they have well, during the During Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.'s break, mid-season break, Agent Carter will air. Because yeah. Agent Carter is so, just, uh, I think, 13 so, episode. Yeah, yeah, it's a very small stint. I think it was like, yeah, it's, that's not going to be large by any I'm means. curious to see if so, we're going to be seeing but, uh, involvement between these two shows, you know, incidents in the past of Agent Carter uh, affecting the future of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If we're I think I'll so. Admit, that will make that, me watch the, hy- the, show. the whole Hydra thing, that's going to obviously play in like how maybe yep. Anne got initially infected and obviously she helps for start the first, mm-hmm. you know, segment of Shield. So, I think that's something that you're going to have to definitely like look forward to uh for that. And, I, and not to jump off the Marvel bandwagon, you know, thing things that we need to see. We didn't even oh, mention yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> So, <laughs> they're going to have a huge presence in there. I'm almost... They, Lucasfilm has a huge booth, so you know, and they're going to well, we'll probably see the first episode of Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, not to mention yes. whatever comes out of the Episode 7 camp. I, Plus, you know, you're gonna probably going to see some sort of stuff from... Not see some sort of here. I imagine from uh, Ryan Johnson or you know Josh Trank, who probably will also be there for Fantastic Four. Well, we and, might uh, even hear some God, of these the other guy, Gareth, as, you know, Edwards. I it wouldn't shock me, and you, you know you're gonna see some footage there too. Maybe you're, they're gonna walk Harrison Ford and. You know. I saw him walking today. He had a he, he's up and at him, but he's got a brace on his leg. Yeah, so. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I and mean, I think that's going to be a huge present. I mean, 2015, really. Uh, it's a big for, year. It is. It and really is. This, the buzz starts at Comic-Con. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you want to have everything else. But that's like by the time, you know, midsummer or whatever, I know that Star Wars is going to be in December. But this is where every all the news comes out here. It all starts from here and it builds. And it's like, a you know... It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. And oh man, we we're going to be so we're going to be work to do. We're going to be super <laughs> yeah. busy. But I know that we're going to be all over like the social networking. We're going to all be writing a lot of articles. We're going to be there. Well, so. that's what this is really all about. It's not necessarily about the news we're covering or you know what movies we're going to see. This is just an exciting time because oh, Comic Con is you know kind of the culmination of all of us geeking together in this weird mm-hmm. community we've built online and. You know, at these cons around the country, and 
Man, I love, I like love Comic-Con. Like, if E3 was a big, you know, celebration, Comic-Con is a hundred times that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can just see it in, in the people over there, and it's when it all ends at, like, you know, they close the doors at, like, 7 o'clock, people just flood. There's a hundred thousand people yeah. that just flood out into down. It's it's something to see. It's it's an incredible sight, and it's all these people that are into – they might not be into the same sort of thing, but it's just, like I said, it's a giant community. And everybody just gets along, you know, minus the people that are preaching uh, their religious <laughs> <Yeah>. views. <laughs> right outside the doors. Or the booster yeah, cult protesters. People. The booster cult. But, you know, it's... Hey. It's just going to be me. <laughs> yeah. Out there. Holding a sign. God it's, hates it's booster cult. <laughs> I'm excited it's... for San Diego Comic-Con, but I'm also excited for, like, the three days after Comic-Con when I could just sleep. And not think about mm-hmm. Comic Con. <laughs> exactly. The Monday through that Wednesday, it's like we're just the site's gonna go dark <laughs> yeah. for a little bit. Uh, we'll jump on what we've written. Unless it's a Booster Gold TV show announced, in which I will plaster GeekExchange.com with my gloating and excitement. Yeah, it's everywhere. I don't care if I'm the only person working. It's gonna be all over the Twitter and the Instagram, just like constant pictures of Booster Gold. <laughs> it is. It's going to be, and, like, like, the description's going to be all the hashtags. Photos of Booster Gold, fan fiction. <laughs> Photoshop my face. <laughs> on oh, oh, man. Now it's getting weird. Photoshop photos. Now it's getting weird. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we're going to talk a little more about this as we get closer to the three-week <laughs> mark of <laughs> Comic-Con a, and everything. And so, <laughs> yeah, two and a bit. Sorry. Two and a bit. So, obviously, stay tuned to us. We'll be writing. We'll be talking about it. And once we get closer and these rumors start to hopefully turn into reality uh, or official words, it'll be fun stuff to debate for sure. On that note, I think we should jump right into the geeking out stuff. I know it's been a few weeks or in Amanda's case, a month of what what we're kind of into. So, Amanda, let's start with you. What are you geeking out about? So, part of the reason I've been absent minus my traversing this fair country of ours, is I'm going back to school, and that has been an undertaking. I want I had to go back and learn four years of high school math just to get into school. But I'm going back for theater, and so I have to catch up with these 18-year-olds coming out of high school, so I've been trying my best to reacquaint myself with Shakespeare. However, I've taken a page from Cher Horowitz's book, and I've been using movies and TV shows. And there is a TV show on Hulu called Complete Works. And if it is not just the cutest thing, it is about a kid that just love, like loves Shakespeare. That's about it. And he decides to um, go into the American Shakespeare competition or whatever. And it's just about this weekend of the competition. But it's fun little inside jokes, you know, for theater nerds and, you know, English snobs. It's just, it's it's entertaining. It's a fun show, quick. I think it's only like, I don't even know how many episodes it is, but they're only like half an hour long. A quick little watch and entertaining, a few laughs. But that's what I'm geeking out. Complete works on Hulu. You should go check it out. I'm going to get right It's fun. That. You should. <laughs> okay, Scott, what are you geeking out about? <laughs> if not, Actually, I was going to do Complete Works, but you took it from me. You were. Not oh, cool. Sure. Not cool. I'm so but sorry. not really. Um, Shocker, I'm geeking out about comics. Is that is that weird? No. Yes, <laughs> yeah, totally. That's not like you at all. Um, <laughs> I'm a big superhero comics guy. I grew up on superhero comics, Marvel DC. It's been my main staple for anything I'm reading. Um, lately, I've been kind of branching out to catch up on some other series. 
um, that I've been neglecting for a while. A lot of image series are more creator-owned, and uh, recently I found East of West by Jonathan Hickman and Nick Dragota. And uh, Jonathan Hickman obviously is uh, currently scripting The Avengers and New Avengers for Marvel. Um, but this series is fantastic. It's The art is fantastic. Colors are wonderful. Um, but the story itself uh, is in true Hickman form, a little convoluted. But it's basically uh, set in America, but um, the country back in the day was hit by a comet right in the middle. And it fractured oh. how the country developed. So you've got these different nations. Like, uh, there's the, uh, Endless Nation, which is staffed with, uh, like Native Americans or, uh, the yeah. Nation of Texas and, uh, or the People's Republic of California. I can't remember the exact names of these nations because I'm still just reading the, uh, majority of the series. But the way everything sets out is interesting itself. Um, but then he adds this other layer of the apocalypse and, uh, the four horsemen are all main characters to this plot. And it's just crazy, the imagination that's evident with this series. Obviously, we're not strangers to the apocalypse and the four horsemen. This is kind of a tried-and-true method of telling stories, but this is just a whole new way of looking at it. It's fantastic. I, I've been loving it. I have a number of series that I've been recommending to people recently, but East of West from Image is just fantastic. Awesome. You guys sound really excited by it. <laughs> I'm ecstatic. No, that, that sounds cool. No, it does actually, it does, I don't normally read comics, but they kind of way to describe it, I'm like, oh, I might have to check that out. So. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool because it's different. Uh, like I said, it's not yeah. superhero, and Image is not known for their superhero comics, um, because they just have this wealth of great stories from great creators. Um, Hickman's becoming a favorite of mine, and East and West does not detract from that at all. Uh, Croner, what are you geeking out about? Well, I was desperate to come up with a good lie, and I couldn't. <laughs> So, I'm not proud of this, but if we're being honest, and let me preface this by saying I hate reality TV, but... (laughs) Oh, I know where you're going with this. For the the last week and a half, I have just been binge-watching Bar Rescue. Why? Why? I don't know why. (laughs) It's not good. It's so... the, The drama is all so staged and fake I just I guess I just like seeing the the actual transformation of the bar and the the science behind it like oh if you put you know seats close to this or if you your beer is three degrees colder if you do this um, you can make this much more money I like those aspects of it if, if they could eliminate the drama parts the human element what of the show what Right, yeah. what other people love. I just like the science part of it. Tansucci's been exposed to a little bit of this, but I've been watching it, like, <laughs> non-f***ing-stop for, for about a week and a half. I'm and, really uh, sorry to hear that. Yeah, and I I hate reality TV. I'm embarrassed TV. for you. I hate well, reality TV, <laughs> and I guess this is my lone, you know, sort of guilty pleasure. I just it like... Is. And I mean, for people who haven't seen it, if you ever watched Gordon Ramsay Kitchen Nightmares... It's basically the same thing, but it's a bar instead of a, a restaurant. Bar and and John Taffer always comes in, and the first scene, he yells at somebody. Or first, he sends spies in who will com- like quietly complain about how terrible their drink and food are. No matter what they order, no one ever likes it. And then John Taffer comes in and tells everyone that they're a failure and yells at people. Someone cries, someone gets fired. And then three days later, everyone's best friends. Best friends. I'm not attempt. Hey, I'm not attempting to to sell you on it. 
I tried to come up with a lie for something better than I was watching, but I did not come up with it. Surprise, it wasn't just another I've been watching Bar Rescue. I know. Stick with what you know, dude. Stick with what you know. Oh, man. Bar well, the, that's where we're at right now. All right, I had no computer for the last five days, and this is what happened. I watched a shitload Fair of enough. Bar Rescue. Nowhere, no less embarrassing, but it's a good excuse. Yeah. Chris, can you redeem that? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'll redeem I'll that. I'll see your um, Bar Rescue, and I'll raise you. Yeah. I'm sorry I wasn't no. reading Booster Gold <laughs> fan fiction, all right? <laughs> Yeah, I bet you there is fan fiction. That's <gasps> I'm sure there is. Sure. She's gonna Google it right now. And, Slash fiction yeah. with Booster oh, and uh, man, Blue that Beetle. That absolutely probably. exists. There's oh, no way man. that doesn't. It's gotta happen. Great, we've Tumblr lost Amanda. Tumblr, do not fail me now. Oh man, <laughs> she's gone. She spent the she's last month the touring the, the nation. So. Now she's gonna be touring some sordid details of Booster and Blue's tepid <laughs> relationship. <laughs> Sorry, continue, Chris, what you're geeking out about. Well, my thing won't even pair now to this gold fanfic, so I don't even know why I should even bother. <laughs> oh, don't I... be like that. Pure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that we talked on the E3 podcast that uh, Kroner missed because he's fascinated with Bar Rescue at that time. I was I was literally watching Bar Rescue. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you were not. He was. He was. We talked about a few of the games that were coming out, and uh, there was one on the, I know, the PlayStation Network and uh, Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, it was called Valiant Hearts, and it was that World War One game that was a kind of a hand-drawn side-scroller game, and I've actually gotten into that for the last week, and it's a great game, and there's a lot of, like, heart into it. It's not necessarily, like, a violent game. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that happened in... World War One, where, you know, you have, like, the different, you know, factions. There's a lot of death, obviously. So, Amanda you just that... What? Amanda just messaged me a link to a f***ing Booster Gold fan fiction page that is hosted on LiveJournal. Wow. Oh, it's Gordon. Ted Gordon, Booster Gold. Sorry. Oh, Jesus. Where were you? World War II? Uh, yeah, great game, World War One. whatever. Booster Gold. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Ignore everything I said about Bar Rescue. Last week, tonight, with John Oliver. No, it's too late. It's no. too late. We went, we went to just, Bar Rescue. You can't just change it. No. I'm, uh, fine, I'm doing two of them then. Last week, tonight, with John Oliver. I'm going to do one. <laughs> no, f*** you. I'd like to do another one myself. This fan fiction is fantastic. <laughs> That's the next podcast. We're just gonna, we're all gonna read the fan fiction. We're gonna just have a discussion about that. Oh, Doesn't God. Even I'm not having this discussion no, with you guys. I want to hear more about Valiant Hearts. <laughs> Ted. <laughs> Ted, who had somehow managed to half undo his tie, ran a hand through her hair, and gave her a half cocked grin. Love you, he said. Booster squeezed her shoulder, and Babs nodded. God. I'm face palming right now. I just want to let you guys know. <laughs> oh, this God. This is engrossing. I wish I could contribute right I got, now, I've, I can't I've got nothing. So, let's just wrap <laughs> it up. <laughs> let's just end it now. Kill it now. See what you've done by suggesting Booster Gold fan Kill fiction? She's dead to the world. <laughs> game over. Quick overview. Valiant Hearts. Great game. Go play it. Yahoo. Uh... <laughs> Uh, on that, on the final note, thanks again to Amanda, who's knee-deep in fanfic, along with Kroner, 
uh, Scoot, who's just confused along with myself, uh, you can go and uh, read us on geekexchange.com and uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's at geekexchange. And you can also obviously subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, just search for Geek Exchange. And we are also on SoundCloud, so follow us on there. Uh, any last words? Yeah, one more thank you uh, to Lady Mordecai, who in January 2009 wrote a 1,500-word fanfic about Amanda's favorite fiction. Guys, this is gold. Is it Booster Gold? Booster Gold! All of us roll over that one. Wow. Oh, that was bad. That's it, we're done. I'm just gonna throw the microphone on the floor and just yeah. walk away. Mic drop. Booster Gold fan fiction. Peace out. <laughs>